What's up, everybody? Thank you for checking out uh, this edition of the Chase Thomas Podcast, where all things Virginia Tech are discussed on this edition of the podcast. Uh, Virginia Tech, are they going to make the NCAA tournament? Mark Berman of the Roanoke Times joins the program. Uh, first things first here to talk about the Hokies beating Virginia on Monday, what's gone right, what's gone wrong this season, uh, Mike Young, uh, and how uh, what kind of job he's done in Blacksburg to this point. Um, the team's 26th in Kimpom. Does this feel about right uh, to Mark? Um, what makes this group fun and frustrating to watch? Um, best player uh, this year has been who? in uh, Hokie Nation. If they do make the tournament, how far could they go? Uh, their big games against North Carolina and Miami on the docket. All that and more on this short uh, edition of the Chase Thomas Podcast. If you like listening to uh, this podcast and you are a subscriber, and if you're not already, just go ahead and do that. Um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, leave us a five-star rating and a review. Helps more than you know. Uh, also, go make sure you go check out chasethomaspodcast.com. Uh, access to all of my previous episodes, all that good stuff. Uh, go ahead and subscribe to the daily newsletter, sportsrenaissanceman.substack.com. Um, all right, all that and more on this edition of the podcast. Uncle Darren, let's go. Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. All right, we are back here on the Chase Thomas Podcast, where I am now joined by a first-timer, Mr. Mark Berman of the Roanoke Times. Mark, how are you doing, sir? Good to be with you. Thanks for being here, man. Um, the first thing I want to ask, but even though it's not even Virginia Tech basketball, it's just I, I, ha- I went through a phase where I was really, really in on what happened at Roanoke, the Roanoke Colony. I just I, I did a whole thing. I think I was watching The Outsider on uh, HBO Max, and they talk about it a lot in The Missing Colony. How much does that actually pop up in uh, the Roanoke community? Well, zero, because you're talking about the uh, Outer Banks, Roanoke, not Roanoke, Virginia. So it's got nothing to do with Roanoke, Virginia. Well, no, I'm just saying like with that, I guess it's just the, the Roanoke. It's nothing, I, to do, I, it's got nothing to do with the lost colony happened in, in North Carolina. It has nothing to do no, with Roanoke, Virginia. So Yeah, for sure. Yeah, mm, yeah absolutely. Well, I was just saying in terms of the name. You need to talk to somebody from, 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 from the Outer Banks, North Carolina. If you want to talk about the lost colony. That has, that has nothing to do with, the, with uh, Virginia. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Just uh, the name. I just thought it was uh, something that probably people think about a lot. Um, But we're actually going to talk a lot about Virginia Tech basketball here on this podcast, uh, Mark. So you cover this team. You spend a lot of time watching this team. And this week they beat their rival um, on Monday. They beat um, uh, the Virginia Cavaliers after uh, they took down Duke and upset them on a crazy last second shot. But uh, how did the Hokies beat Virginia on Monday night? Well, they played really good defense, and uh, Virginia had uh, no three-pointers, and, and uh, uh, Tech uh, did very well um, offensively in the second half. You know, they were down at halftime, but they uh, uh, they shot 55% from the field in the second half, which is no easy feat against UVA. And uh, UVA shot just 33% from the field in the, uh, in the second half. So, uh, you know, their offense was clicking in the second half, and uh, UVA's uh, – uh, UVA's offense was not, and uh, uh, they also uh, did not have many turnovers uh, for Virginia Tech, and so that obviously helped their uh, offensive or productivity as well. And UVA had no three pointers, so uh, you know it's difficult. It's difficult when you're when you have don't have a single three pointer. It can be difficult to uh, to win many games. 
Yeah, you're not going to do that a lot in 2022 basketball. Um, if you had to characterize like what's gone right for Virginia Tech this season and what's gone wrong, what would you say has been the case? Well, right now it's going very right. I mean, they've won mm-hmm. uh, six straight games. Uh, you know, but before that, you know, they were really struggling to close out games in January, and uh, that was the big problem. And you know, they would, uh, for example, when they played Virginia last month, uh, you know, they had the lead, and then Virginia scored the last six points of the game, and, and Virginia won. So, uh, you know, this time around, uh, you know, Tech took the lead with about six minutes to go and, and kept it the rest of the way. Uh, so, you know, they're closing out games now. They're 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 shooting really well. You know, they had a uh, uh, they had a stretch there for for five straight games. Uh, it was uh, beginning with a uh, a loss to Miami on a half court heave uh, at the buzzer, and then the first four games of the six game winning streak, uh, they were shooting at least fifty percent from the field, and so obviously that shows you how how lights out they were offensively. Uh, that that stopped uh, with the uh, Syracuse game last weekend and the Virginia game this uh, week, but they still won those games. So that shows you that you know now they're winning even when they're not shooting uh, lights out or uh, making a ton of threes. What's been the biggest reason they've been able to win six straight? What would you say is the, the number one reason? Well, like I said, I mean, you know, they, they, you know, they've, they've really been shooting, you know, the first uh, four games of that streak, you know, they were shooting mm-hmm. lights out and uh, making a lot of threes. And now it's their, uh, it's their defense that, you know, they're, uh, they did not shoot well against Syracuse or Virginia, but neither did Syracuse or Virginia. So now they're winning uh, despite the, uh, uh, despite uh, the, uh, the shooting not being uh, lights out because their defense has been very well. They've been doing so very well. So that it sounds like to me they're kind of rounding out into a pretty complete team in uh, mid-February, which is the time you want to do that, right? Yeah, I mean, you just have to wonder if it's going to be too little too late for them. I mean, you know, uh, you know, they just, you know, they still don't have a quad one win. You know, they still, you know, they still need some marquee wins. Uh, you know, they, uh, they went to New York Thanksgiving week in uh, the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, lost to Memphis and lost to Xavier in a, at the Thanksgiving week tournament. You know, those wins would be really good to have in the non-conference resume. Uh, they lost to Dayton in the non-conference. You know that. Uh, you know that was unfortunate. Um, you know the, they lost at Duke in, in December. They lost to Wake Forest at home in December. Um, you know they lost it to Miami at home on a half-court buzzer beater. Um, they uh, you know they split with Virginia. Um, they uh, they beat Notre Dame at home last month. But you know they've only got the uh, you know the top six teams in the league. You know they've only beaten uh, two of them. Virginia and uh, Notre Dame. Uh, they lost at North Carolina last month. Now they've got a rematch with North Carolina uh, at home on Saturday. So it would behoove them to, uh, you know, they really got to beat North Carolina on Saturday. Uh, they go to Miami next weekend. Uh, that would obviously be a, you know, really must win for them because they said they got to, you know, they got to get a quad one win. I mean, it's going to be hard to make the tournament without a, uh, a quad one win without a, without a real quality win. So it would really behoove them to uh, not just, uh, beat North Carolina because obviously that's a quality uh, ACC win and a team that's in the uh, conversation to make the tournament. So that would be, you know, that's, that's really important to win against North Carolina, one of your fellow bubble teams, so to speak. But uh, against Miami, uh, you know, you, you know, you got to have a, you know, getting a marquee road win uh, would really uh, behoove them to, uh, to win at Miami next weekend. Let's say if they win at Miami next weekend, do you think they're a tournament team? Uh, you know, I mean, you know, they're, they're, they'd be on the bubble. I mean, that's just, you know, they're, yeah. they're a bubble team. I mean, uh, uh, it just it kind of depends what, what other bubble teams do. You know, the, you know, when, when, once you're a bubble team, it's, it's just all, you know, you can't say that you're in because, you know, you, you know, what happens if, you know, you turn around and lose to Louisville or uh, lose at Clemson in the final week of the regular season, you know, that then, then you're off the bubble. Then you've got some bad losses. Uh, you know, what happens if other bubble teams, you know, get better wins than you do, you know, what happens if it's between, uh, 
you know, you know, what, you know, what happens if Memphis is, is still doing well, you know, and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, you're, you're being compared to Memphis and Memphis beach in, in November in Brooklyn. So yeah, well, you know, it's, 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 it's going to be uh they're going to be a bubble team the rest of the way, provided they keep winning. What is, so Mike Young, now that he's been there for a little bit, has he exceeded your expectations based on what you thought he would bring from Wofford? Or do you think he's come up short in some ways? What, well, uh, what he, have got, you... he got in the NCAA tournament last year. So yeah. you know, he hasn't come up short. I mean, you know, in year two of the Mike Young era, they went to the NCAAs last year. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's been a success. I mean, you know, obviously coming from Wofford, he was a proven winner there. And now mm-hmm. he's uh, you know, been able to win, uh, you know, at the HCC level. What um, it's interesting too. like what a what's been the biggest difference between him and Buzz Peterson? What have you noticed? What has Mike Young done differently? Well, Buzz Peterson, the coach here, you mean Buzz Williams, I assume. Or Buzz Williams, excuse Buzz me. Williams, yes. Buzz Williams was his uh, predecessor. Yes. And uh, well, you know, obviously, you know, uh, you know, Buzz really uh, you know turned the program around from the James Johnson era and got him to three straight NCAAs and, and got him to the Sweet 16 his last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Buzz moved on to Texas A&M. You know, Mike Young being a local guy who was who grew up in the New River Valley. And grew up in Radford, which is you know stone's throw from Blacksburg, uh, where Virginia mm-hmm. Tech is. You know, you know Mike Young's not going anywhere. You know, this is the job Mike Young wants, and so you know you're not worried about losing Mike Young to another school like you were with uh, with Buzz Williams. And so uh, you know, kind of the fits. Uh, you know, as successful as Buzz Williams was, you know, he moved on from Tech. Whereas you get the feeling that Mike Young is not going to be moving on from Tech. Uh, you know, as long as Tech wants him, uh, because uh, you know this is uh, uh, this is you know this this is where he grew up. Um, the Kim Palm has the Hokies right now at 26, uh, in the country. Does that feel about right to you that they're like the, around that 26th area? Cause that's, what's so interesting is like, we have them on the bubble, but I mean, they've been playing really good basketball as of late, like you said, but it's also just the track record over the course of the season. The numbers really like Virginia yeah, Tech. Just, you know, even when they were struggling, they were always, you know, good in the net rankings. They were always good in the Ken Palm rankings, uh, mm-hmm. you know, because of uh, their offensive efficiency. And, um, uh, yeah, so that's what's hard to figure is that, you know, here's a team that's, uh, you know, um, still needs to play its way into the tournament, and yet they're, uh, they've are they got such a good Kempon ranking and such a good uh, NCAA net ranking. Uh, so, you know, obviously that's part of that is metrics uh, and analytics and, and how you're playing basketball rather than your resume. So, obviously, if you just look at the resume, you know, they still got work to do. Uh, but, obviously, when you take into account how they're playing, uh, you know, that, that's what helps them. That's what's helping them out right now. What would you say – is the most fun aspect of watching this year's Hokies team, and what's the most frustrating part of watching this year's Hokies team? Well, obviously, you know, it's you know, uh, I'm sure for fans, they were not happy in January when the team kept losing, and and uh, you know, mm-hmm. they were they lost their first four ACC games, and and after they lost to Virginia and Charlottesville, they were 0-4 in the ACC. Uh, after they lost to Miami in late January on a half court heave at the buzzer, you know, they were two and seven in the ACC in last place. But now look at them. Now they're eight and seven in the ACC. They're in seventh place. So they really turned the season around. Uh, you know, the, the question is going to be: can, can they keep it up? You know, when when you know when does their uh, winning streak end? You know, can they? Uh, you know, you know you you know you got to beat North Carolina. You know, but you can then again you can't afford a bad loss to Georgia Tech and Atlanta next week. So you know the question is: can they? How, you know, how much can they keep it going here? And can they get some more uh, quality wins? Uh, and of course. Um, uh, you know, now that, you know, they're playing good basketball at the right time. The question is, can they, can they keep it up down the stretch and also in the uh, ACC tournament? Speaking of the ACC tournament. So where do they stack up? Who, who's been, who do you think they match up the best against? Who do you think is the worst draw for them in a tournament who they want to stay away from who, based on what you've seen across the ACC, who, who gives them the most amount of matchup problems? Um, 
Well, I mean, obviously, you know, you know, I mean, you know, Duke's, you know, Duke's a, yeah. Duke's a really good team. So, I mean, no, no one wants to see Duke and, and Banchero and, and the company in the uh, in the AC tournament. Um, you know, they Wake got Blake Forest might win them again. <laughs> yeah, they got Blake. They got blitzed by Wake Forest in, in uh, December. But then again, like I said, this, that's the tech team from December. You know, the question is, you know, it, you know, what, what's the tech team going to look like in March? You know, which tech team are going are you going to get in March? Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, obviously. Uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, they've got, uh, you know, we got to, we have to see how they do again the rematch against North Carolina. You know, if, if Baker mm-hmm. has another big game against them, then, you know, and they lose the duel again, you're going to say, well, they, they surely don't want, don't want any part of North Carolina uh, in the, uh, in the AC tournament. Well, like I said, it just kind of depends, you know, uh, what tech team we're going to get and uh, uh, you know, how they, how they finish up down the stretch here. Who's been the best player this season? Who's been the most consistent? Well, Kevin Aluma is their uh, leading scorer. He's their center, mm-hmm. and you know, he had a great game against Virginia on a Monday night. Um, and then, of course, uh, uh, Justin Mutz had a triple-double against their Syracuse last weekend. He's their power forward and uh, gave him some great interior passing and a lot of assists uh, in, the, uh, in, the, in the middle of that zone defense of Syracuse's on a Saturday. And then, of course, they've just been getting uh, different, you know, uh, uh, different people have been stepping up for the three pointers. You know, when they went at Florida State, uh, Hunter Couture had uh, had uh, nine three pointers, and it mm-hmm. helped help him have a, uh, eighteen three pointers in the win at Florida State. Uh, other other times, it's been different different guys uh, from the uh, outside, whether it's Storm Murphy, their point guard, Naheem Aline, who was in a shooting slump for quite some time, but uh, now has is, 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 is come out of it there. And uh, obviously, Sean Padula, the uh, ba- freshman backup. Uh, he had six threes in the win at Florida State, uh, but then of course you've got uh, uh, another backup, Darius Maddox. Sometimes uh, you know he's been doing well, so uh, you know they've got uh, they've got the inside game with Aluma and Mutz, and they've also got uh, uh, some, a number of characters that can uh, give him uh, three pointers from the uh, perimeter game. Does it look like they're going to be able to sustain this over the next couple of years? Is the the right balance between young talent and old talent? Do you think they're uh, are they going to lose a lot after this year? How does the the immediate forecast look like for the Hokies after this season? Well, yeah, I mean, you, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, people do have an extra year of eligibility to play with, mm-hmm. but, you know, assuming Aluma leaves and assuming Justin Mutch leaves, and this is already uh, Storm Murphy's extra year of eligibility, the transfer from Wofford, uh, grad transfer. So assuming those three guys uh, leave, then, you know, then you've got three-fifths of your starting lineup you've got to replace there. So, you know, that's, you know, that, uh, but then you're going to have Couture back and, uh a lean back, and then you have to see a you know you know you, you probably have Padula uh, stepping up to be the the new starting point guard, but then they got a good freshman coming in next year, Rodney Rice, who could wind up being the point guard. Um, and of course, you don't know who you're going to lose in the transfer portal, uh, so it just kind of remains to be seen. But you know that you know this is a uh, an old team uh, right now, and but the, obviously the, the the problem with an old team is that you know you you know you could lose a uh, three fifth of your starting uh, quintet uh, next year. Um, for folks that are box score watching uh, college basketball, because there's just so much out there and they're not able to watch the Hokies night to night and they just see the stats, what are they missing about uh, this team? What are they missing if you're just reading the game recaps and you're just reading uh, Mark Berman covering the, the team? What are they missing actually watching this team? Well, of course, if you're, if you're reading Mark Berman at ronbrunoff.com, you're not missing anything. Mm-hmm. There so. you go. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, they run really good offense. You know, Mike Young's a very good offensive coach and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, all the, uh, all the, uh, you know, coach in the agency are very complimentary of, uh, all the, uh, the problems that he, uh, he poses for them when they're trying to defend the Hokies because of all their different offensive uh, sets and, and, uh, um, uh, things that they can throw at a defense. And so, uh, you know, that's, um, 
uh, you know, that's that's what kind of makes them. Uh, and of course, you know, they, in, in, during their winning streak, they've had a bunch of games where they uh, made at least 13 three pointers. Uh, so obviously, that can uh, um, make them a uh, make them a fun watch. But yeah, they're playing they're playing very good ball right now. Uh, the question is, can they keep it up? Uh, you know, and how much you know does the battle of the boards against North Carolina uh, pose a problem for them on uh, Saturday? Um, how do you see it going on Saturday? See them taking care of North Carolina? Well, obviously, North Carolina is coming off a huge, disappointing loss at home to Pittsburgh last night. So, you know, if you see if, you know, if that team shows up, then the Hokies should be able to beat them at, uh, mm. at home on Saturday. Now, however, you know, if I've said it, I've said it. If Bacon has a monster game, if if uh, UNC uh, kills them on the boards, then, you know, it could be the same outcome they had when they lost in Chapel Hill last month. Um so we'll have to see. You know, last month they were in the game for a while in Chapel Hill, and then they couldn't close it out. Um, so, uh, again, we'll have to see what they can uh, do in Blacksburg. But, uh, you know, uh, you would think that, uh, obviously, North Carolina coming off that bad loss and, and Tech being at home, you think Tech's got a shot. But, you know, w- would it be a surprise if, if Tech lost the game? No. I mean, you know, Baycoat's a player of the year kid in the ACC. You know, if he has in his usual uh, monster game, uh, you know, and then – then, then Tech's going to be in trouble, especially obviously if UNC has a lot of rebounds and a lot of offensive rebounds, and a lot of uh, second chance points. So the last thing I want to ask you about uh, with Virginia Tech basketball is um, a lot has been made as of late about the in-game atmosphere and about the home court advantage that uh, the Hokies pose against uh, opponents who come into Blacksburg. So when you you're in the arena, when you are around it with the student section, with everything going on, what makes it different? What are what are people missing out on uh, with this arena and what makes it uh, so captivating? Well, it's not one of these modern uh, antiseptic arenas where it's, you know, a big, huge arena and everyone's far away mm-hmm. from the court. And, you know, uh, it's, a, it's an old arena and with steep seating. And so, you know, the stands are the fans are right on top of the action. And so mm-hmm. when the fans are loud, you know, it really filters down to the court and, uh, and you know, inspires the team, uh, you know, as opposed to some of these modern arenas where the fans are, are way back from the court. And so, you know, the, the, you know, the players may not even know the fans are there because they can't hear them. They can't see them. Uh, whereas the uh, because the acoustics of Catholic Coliseum again with with steep seating where the where the uh, noise filters right down to the court uh, you know a home court advantage uh, is really helpful to Virginia Tech with with a loud uh, group of fans and it can you know make things hard for the opposition. All right, Mark. Uh, we'll end on this note. Do you think if you as of right now, if you had to guess, do you think the Hokies are a tournament team this year? Um, yeah, I would say no. I mean, this is such a down year for the ACC. I mean, mm. this has been a, you know, the ACC is bad this year. I mean, they're you know, they're going to get maybe you know what four bids, maybe five bids, and mm. so uh, you know, that, you know, uh, you know, and, and, you know, the, the problem is, you know, uh, you know, you know, you may have a lot of ACC wins, but how many of them are empty calories? You know, I mean, you know, they've got they're sitting here eight and seven in the ACC right now, but you know, they beat Pittsburgh twice. You know, that doesn't do anything for your NCAA tournament resume. You know, they beat Georgia Tech. That doesn't do anything for your NCAA tournament resume. Uh, you know. They, you know, obviously, you know, what would really help ACC, what really helps ACC teams if you can beat Duke this year? Well, they lost to Duke in December, so you know they don't have that marquee win um, in uh, in uh, the uh, in the conference season, and uh, you know they uh, they lost to uh, teams like Memphis and Xavier in the non-conference season. Uh, so uh, you know, right now, you know, they're still uh, they're still lacking an NCAA tournament resume. Now that, that could change, obviously, depending on how they finish strong. If they if they can finish strong here, but yeah, right now they're not in the field. You know, they're not they're not uh, don't have an NCAA tournament resume uh, worthy of it. Uh, you know, but if they get some more marquee wins, get some more quality wins. You know, if they beat Carolina, they beat they go down and win at Miami. Then you're you know then it's a different story. Uh, of course, you still got to avoid bad losses, and you know we still have to see how they do in the ACC tournament. 
but um, yeah, they still have work to do. All right. Well, Mark, this has been great. I greatly appreciate you making the time. How did the good folks check out your work uh, in the Roanoke Times this week? And uh, what can they check out? What can they read specifically? And uh, make sure that they are all informed on the Virginia Tech Hokies as they try and uh, make the NCAA tournament over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, you know, our website's Roanoke.com. And of course, uh, Tech's not just got a men's basketball team, but their women's basketball team is uh, mm-hmm. uh, definitely headed to the NCAA tournament. They're in third place in the ACC. And, and uh uh, we cover them as well. And uh, so uh, you can uh, get uh, tech women's basketball coverage as well as tech men's basketball coverage at uh, Roanoke.com. All right. Well, Mark, you stay safe out there. Thank you so much for making the time. I greatly appreciate it. Take care. All right, folks, that'll do it for this edition of the Chase Thomas podcast. Thank you again to Mark Berman for coming on this edition of the podcast. Um, go give him a follow on twitter.com if you've not already done so to keep up with all things Virginia Tech hoops and uh, we'll see what happens with Virginia Tech down the stretch here uh, if you like today's episode of the podcast please do make sure you go and leave this episode a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts Spotify wherever you get your podcasts uh, go subscribe to the YouTube we're on YouTube you can watch this very podcast and every podcast youtube.com type in the Chase Thomas podcast and uh, go ahead and like subscribe share it out all that good stuff, youtube.com, um, all that good stuff, um, chasethomaspodcast.com for access to all of my previous episodes. Uh, make sure to go to my Twitter, uh, twitter.com slash chase double underscore Thomas. Uh, like the Facebook page at facebook.com slash chase Thomas writer. And as always, you can email me, uh, at chase Thomas podcast at gmail.com with any sports questions, anything like that, that you might have for, me and for the show or any of uh, my awesome consistent guests so all that and more more episodes on the way in your feed uh, so make sure you're subscribed so you get access to all of them all right uncle derek how'd i do nicely done nephew chase thomas podcast hell yeah